0: This is Lockdown Loud. Okay, Thanks for downloading Lockdown Land, the podcast that's here to help you keep busy. Now, in this episode, I'm talking to author JB Lyon about writing a book during lockdown. But before we get started, I just want to quickly ask for your support. Now, if you enjoy this episode, please share it on social media. That would be absolutely brilliant. Helps other people find the episode. Uh, you can also subscribe on your favorite podcast app as well. That means that the latest episode will automatically download whenever it's released. And if you really, really enjoy the episode, you you can buy me a coffee on the website as well it helps keep the podcast ad free and it supplies me with coffee which is always a good thing so head over to lockdownland.com that's lockdownland.com Okay, onto the chat, right. J.B. Lyon is the author of a new paranormal fantasy thriller called Seventh Spark. It looks really, really good. Now, the first of this five-book series comes out in September, and it's available to pre-order right now on his website, which is jblyon.com. That's jblyon.com. Head over there, have a look. There's a very cool sort of YouTube video uh, about the the series which you can watch. So the first question I asked J.B., was that they say everyone has a book inside them. Do you think this is true?
1: Oh, um, that's, a, that's a good question. I, you know, I, I think so. I mean, uh, based on my own experience, having this book kind of come in a, in a very odd way, uh, it was just uh, me playing with my, uh, my two sons and us coming up with a game with one another and that actually sparked the idea for the book. So I think, you know, creativity is one of those things that, uh, you know, is is one of those blessings that we all kind of get right, whether it's uh, on the the more um, intellectual or, or business kind of analytical perspective or, or more on the uh, more creative artsy perspective, I think everybody kind of has their own story to tell and um, you know, we shouldn't be afraid to uh, to to explore that.
0: It's one thing having the idea, I suppose. It's one thing sort of like coming up with this cool idea. I think that's going to be great. This maybe even you've you've dreamt up a new world or something. But how hard is it to actually write a book? How long is it realistically going to take?
1: Well, you know, I think it all depends on your your level of expertise. You know, for myself, this has been a journey. You know, I would say that it's been a, a seven year. Uh, investment uh, so far, and uh, will continue to be uh, an, an investment. So I think it, think it has to do on a couple of different levels. I think one it has to do with your you know your ability to write. You know I think I've um, I've been fortunate enough to kind of be in creative writing for, for a while. Even though I didn't do it for a living, uh, it was just something that I was kind of interested in. So I'd always kind of keep uh, different things kind of filed away or different journals and on different creative writings or different ideas. I think for for someone that's just getting started, that doesn't you kind of work on the craft of writing it, it definitely takes much longer because um, I think there's two elements to it. There's there's the the writing part where you've got to, you know, kind of know how the words need to go together and how to put, uh, you know, paragraphs together and transitions in the book together as you're transitioning from one thought to the next. And then there's the overall storytelling part, which sometimes can even be be more uh, difficult because you've got to kind of organize your thoughts and put everything into into a plan. So, you know, you can have many, many different thoughts, many different, different ways and directions the story will go, but at some point you've got to focus that and put it all into, uh, into an outline that works and, and a timeline that works, which, um, again, can be very difficult, especially for people that are very creative and and just kind of want the story to grow and to grow and to grow. At some point, there has to be a stopping point, a place where you have to say, okay, hey, uh, you know, this is going to be the structure. This is going to be my overall theme. This is going to be my overall arc, and I'm going to stick with it. So um, a lot of discipline, uh, a lot of different things. So I would say for the the person that is kind of familiar with writing and, and loves writing, uh, it would take a little bit of less time uh, because they've, uh, they've they've got that piece down, and now it's just a of organizing their thoughts. But for those that are just you know creative at heart and, and have to learn the craft kind of from uh, from start to finish, I, I would definitely say for anybody out there that's looking to do that, don't rush anything. You know, if it takes you, you know, it, for myself, it took me seven years you know perfect the craft you're going to write and rewrite and rewrite and rewrite and that's all okay you know i don't, I don't really don't think that there's a there's a guideline on a, you know a specific timeline if you you know if you've taken longer than this and you should stop and you know do something else it's one of those things that it's an art form and, and art, um, you know, it, it takes time. And and until you're happy with it, you know, I would suggest you just continue to keep going with it.
0: Did you set yourself goals at all? Did you sort of like say, I've got to write 500 words a day or, or something like that? Or, or I need to finish, say, chapter seven by the end of
1: the month? So that's a great question. Um, I think it, it, it depended on what stage of the book that I was in. So uh, initially, there was absolutely no time frame, no kind of constraints, because then, in my opinion, I think that leads to writer's block. You know, it's very hard to sit down and say, OK, today I'm going to write 500 words. Now, for others, it, it might, uh, you know, it might be a little bit easier. But I know for me, it was very difficult to do that. So uh, what I kind of did, I, I'm just kind of a, I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm more of a storyteller than a writer. So what I'll do is, is I'll just start jotting stuff down, you know. I, it could be in the middle of the night. And I go to my notepad that I've got loaded on my phone, and I will jot an idea down that has to, you know, do with the story arc. As long as it's within the, within the arc, you know, once I've kind of created, I know my central theme, I know my arc, and anything that comes within that, then then I just I'm just gonna start, uh, you know, jotting those things down. Now, once you get into the editing phase, then then yes, um, once once I started to know, hey, look, I'm gonna launch the book around X, or these were my goals, and and I started to get, you know, marketing and those things kind of involved, then I had to set uh, specific timelines to say, okay, look, I'm in the the final editing pages, I need to go over these chapters by X date, because if you don't, then, and then, of course, now you've got, um, you know, issues with, you know, getting your publishing out, all that stuff has to be strategically timed, your marketing with your publishing, and making sure that, you know, you've got all of your, your, your prints and your, your ebooks and everything in, in the in the proper order. So if you if you're you know lax on that, or you don't set dates or timelines, you'll you'll end up missing up your initial launch, which is uh, you know can be disastrous for an author.
0: You mentioned that the idea of of Seven Spark initially came from you playing with your kids, and that it, was it kind of like a wow moment, or or was it just a tiny little thing that built up over time?
1: It wasn't a wow moment for me. It was it was uh, um, you know we, we played this game. as kind of like a, a, a King of the Hill. You know who who owns the universe? Uh, I have two sons. They're 19 and 20 now, so they're they're old. They're they're adults now, but they were uh, little kids. And we play this game, and, and uh, we all had to had to choose a different species. I guess he would have my my son would have a species. I'd have a species, and then my youngest son would have a species. And we would play this out on you know on, on who could control the universe, and uh, we do all these different things, create these different schemes or or elaborate plans to take over the universe. And, you know, at different points at the time, we, we, we were able to do that. It was just kind of something that kind of stuck in the back of my mind. I just did it for fun. And my wife kept saying, hey, you should, you know, you should do something with this because you guys are coming up with some pretty good stories. And I'm just like, eh, you know, I'm not going I'm not to, you know, spend the time on this. And, uh, you know, just it just kind of was an itch and it was an itch and it was an itch. And I just kept jotting, you know, jotting things down and jotting things down. And, you know, we kept coming up with with bigger and better schemes. And and at um, some point I was like, okay, let me let me let me write a short story, you know, just just based on this. And that's actually how I went. And I wrote my first uh, my first book. It was called The Wall. And I, and I just, it was a very short story, less, uh, it was right at a maybe a hundred pages long. Uh, and it was just one of the scenarios that, uh, you know, we had, we had constantly uh, uh, talked about or, or, and I, and I wrote it, I wrote it down, you know, I put it out there for, Oh, maybe, maybe six months, you know, on a, on a couple different platforms just to get feedback. And, and the feedback I got was really positive. And so, you know, from there, uh, that just kind of, you know, fueled me to say, okay, I really need to try to take this seriously and, and, you know, move it forward.
0: Who used to win? Who used to rule the universe? Was it the kids pretty much most of the time I can imagine?
1: Uh, yeah, the, the kids, the kids got the, uh, got the better of me most of the time, you know, sometimes that, uh, that I would get on top, but, uh, you know, it, uh, most of the time, uh, the, the kids came up with the best ideas and, uh, uh, you know, I owe a lot to them on giving me ideas uh, uh, for this book, for sure.
0: So did you plan the whole thing out from start to finish? Did, did you decide what the ending was going to be before you started writing the beginning?
1: I'm definitely less of a planner when it comes to uh, to writing. It's funny because um, you know, I did project management for uh, for several years and uh, so, you know, it's kind of one of those things like it's like, you, you know, you have to have a plan. Uh, one of those things... I I did learn in, the, in that career was to work backwards. And I think for this book, I worked a lot. I, I worked backwards a lot. Like, I, I think the biggest aha moment for me to, to say, okay, I'm going to really move forward with this and, and, and write the book was when I understood the ending, you know, and, and I really, you know, kind of got the breath of the ending and I was able to fully flesh it out and fully, you know, prevent, present this this epic ending And I was like, okay, I I know what the ending is, and now I can kind of work backwards. Now, did I take it, you know, chapter by chapter working backwards? No, I did not. You know, it was kind of a hodgepodge of, okay, you know, this story arc, uh, you know, for this character is going to go here, this character is going to go here. But I think for me, you know, and I don't know how it is for everybody, but for me, it was easier to understand the ending, how everything was going to wrap up to help me put together the middle and the beginning pieces. I think the hardest part for me was the beginning pieces. Uh, You know, if I had to, you know, reflect and look back, I think the beginning was was the hardest for me to figure out than the end. So
0: it's like you kind of like had something to aim for.
1: Yes, it it was definitely a target to basically say, okay, look, I've got a great ending. I know who the characters are going to last in the end. Now I've just got to kind of, you know, work backwards to figure out, okay, how is this all going to come together?
0: How much detail did you go into about the different characters? and that? You hear about some authors who plan giant backstories about all their characters. They know what their haircuts were like at five years old and which primary school they <laughs> went to and all these things. And, and even if that information doesn't go in the book, do you really need to know that amount of detail about your characters?
1: I would say yes in a lot of ways now i don't know about his haircut but uh, <laughs> but i did do some very in-depth character development especially for my primary character so uh one of the things about the seventh spark is that it's written um it's 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 a five book series for part one and then there'll be another five books for for part two but it's a five books series and it's told from five different perspectives so for those five really integral characters, uh, and then I have I have many more characters in the book, I really did kind of sit down and said, okay, and, uh, you know, what do these characters look like? How do they act? How do they respond? You know, I've got some characters, you know, where little intricacies, like, you know, they're constantly chewing on a toothpick or or someone that really likes German symphonies, you know, as, as they're... Um, I have uh, one of the characters called the Terminator. He's... Um, uh, he's constantly uh, in all kinds of battles and war, and he's constantly humming German symphonies as, as as his way of as a distraction to to the to the chaos and everything that's going on around him. And and I think those things are important because they're intricacies that people identify with, right? You know, people are peculiar people, and if you don't, in my opinion, if you write the very, um, uh, I would say almost business-like, you know, just just mm. let's just get to the story, right? Then you kind of miss out on. A, a reader relating to that person you know they may have the same nervous habit maybe they bite their nails or maybe they uh they they wear the same shirt every day as a, as a good luck charm or something of that nature it, those are kind of intricacies that kind of personalize you know the experience to to the reader and i think those things are important now there are they important for every character i know i don't i don't believe so but but I think if you're going to spend the time to to put a character in your book, you've got to spend some time to personalize them. So what I'll what I'll kind of do is I'll kind of in my outline I've got a character I've just got a, a list of characters and I and I you know I got a, I got an idea of what they look like you know. This is a great time because you got the Internet, you know, you go to Google images and you can kind of take pieces and parts from different uh, uh, different people or or, or different drawings and say, okay, kind of looks like this. And, And then you kind of, you know, I kind of put those things together and I said, okay. you know, when was he born? You know, uh, you know, what what kind of what type of quirks does he have? Those kinds of things I think was important to me to put this all together. It also helps if your if your writing has a lot of dialogue in it, which mine does, to kinda have those quirks because then you, you kinda can, can figure out you know their personality how they would speak how they would respond to certain things i think was helpful for me
0: is there stuff you know about the characters that you've created that maybe the reader won't know about because you don't put it in the book
1: uh yes yes uh, there's definitely you know um you know definitely will be characters where there'll be certain pieces kind of taken out so you'll have to kind of figure those things out on your own you know i think readers are, are definitely, you know, intelligent and, and they want to kind of figure things out on their own, but not too much, you know, so there's a, there's a balance, there's a, there's a fine line, but there's definitely things in, in my book that you'll find out about certain characters by, by reading between the lines and saying, okay, making this connection to say, oh, wow, you know, this is, this is, you know, kind of where this character came from or this is why the character's in the book because they have this ability or so on. And you know, I'll give certain hints without giving away that hey, this is you know, this is an actual characteristic of the of the character that I'm that I'm uh, t- uh, talking about.
0: So, talk to me about first drafts. What does a first draft kind of entail? I've I've, I've heard from some folks that that they just write the story down, and, and it, there's not a huge amount of dialogue. There's not a huge amount of maybe scene setting and things. Uh, it's just basically the story. So, should you aim for a word count? in your first draft or should you just just get get stuff down
1: that's a good question you know i think for myself i was just let me just write down the story and however many words it takes is however many words it takes you know i didn't but but i agree i did not write any dialogue i didn't write you know any major interactions within characters it was more like this is the story you know this is the story arc you know, what am I really trying to say, you know, in, in my books? And then I also, uh, I also wanted to have themes. So not only did I write the story down, after that, I kind of looked at my themes. And, and, what, I, and what I mean by that is, is not just, the, you know, the overall theme of the story. What I mean by that is what kind of themes do I really want to talk about in the story? You know, do I want to look at social, socioeconomic issues. Do I want to look at political issues. Do I want to look at spiritual issues. And I think that, that uh, my book has um, a hodgepodge of all these different things. One of the things that, um, that you'll see in my book and in my, my author's letter, I said, you know, this book will make you think, um, you know, think about, you know, your true beliefs are uh, from a spiritual level, an intellectual level, a socioeconomical level, and a, and a, and a political level. Because I wanted those themes to be in my book. You know, I'm, I'm a huge fan of uh, George R.R. R. Martin. And, uh, you know, read, read everything that he's, he's ever put out. And one of the things that I really liked about his story arcs, was, was especially with the Game of Thrones, is that you had all this fantasy. You, you had all this fantasy and these things, but, but really the story was more about people and more about uh, a lot of, you know, socioeconomic and political issues. Uh, that you normally wouldn't get into a fantasy book. And, and, I, and, I, and I, you know, I, I tried to emulate some of that in my writing.
0: So how long was your first draft? Um,
1: boy, how long was that first draft? I would say my first draft was probably about, uh, I want to say 25, 30 pages. pages. It took me oh probably a good five to six months to write it
0: and then what did that 25 30 pages end up at when when it was ready to publish
1: well just the first book itself which is only a part of the story is um it's going to be about 250 pages so right. um uh you know from from that uh i'm still working on uh, books three four and five uh, book two is finished, and that's at two hundred and ninety-six pages. So you got close to six hundred pages out of just probably you know a quarter of that thirty-page thirty-page outline or, or story arc.
0: Should you worry about things like spelling and grammar when you're writing a first draft, or, or should you leave all that really for the editor to sort out?
1: Not at all. I mean, I have so many, spe- <laughs> you know, thank thank God for Grammarly, is what I oh, say. Oh, thank uh, goodness
0: you're saying that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> because I, you know, with that kind of a thing, you know, and I guess it's, you know, to each its own, but I know for me, man, I, you know, I had all kinds of, you know, grammatical and punctu- uh, punctuation issues and... uh you know, sentence run-ons and, you know, and those kind of things, because you're just trying to get the idea out of your brain, you okay. know, onto paper. And then once you do that, you know, to me, you know, I, I, I was being serious about the Grammarly thing. That That is a very, very helpful tool uh, for me as I write a chapter. You know, I just write the chapter. I don't worry about, you know, did I, you know, did I use the right uh, parentheses or did I use this or that? I just write the chapter it's raw it is raw and uh you know then i have a second review where i really go in and i kind of put in the dialogue pieces and really try to make it you know sound the way i want it to sound and then the third is really more about uh scene you know really making sure i captured the scene and the transitions properly because you know those are some of the hardest things for me i think i think it depends on each its own you know dialogue and and writing a character is e- easier for me, but setting the scene and, and the transitions is hard. Uh, so I kind of save that, you know, it's, it's kind of my final edit before I before I run this through my you know Grammarly, and then of course you know I think it's worth every author who wants to do this right is to spend the money. And, and I know sometimes that's hard, but to spend the money on a professional editor to do the final review. You know, the, the last thing you want is to have someone give you a bad review just because you know, of um, editing mistakes.
0: It's really interesting you say that because you kind of get this romantic uh, vision of an author with the words just flowing out of the pen and it all and maybe a couple of drafts and it's all perfect but in reality, you, you just write an idea down, then we say let's look at location now, let's look at dialogue in this draft and and it's quite analytical I suppose and, and quite procedural in the way you work through it.
1: You know, and, I, and, I, and again I think it's different stroke for different stroke, uh, folks but for me it was that way and that's probably because of my background i have a very analytical background and i think that writer's block is a huge you know concern with a lot of authors and i think for me in order to not get that block i had to stay focused on sub compartments you know that made it up you know if i could get the story out of my head then i could come back and make these edits as i needed to and that kind of I would say helped me prevent, you know, where I I get blocked for, you know, months and months where I'm not coming up with any new content. I really wanted to try my best to stay away from that. Uh, Another thing is I'm a very visual person. So I used a lot of uh, graphics, a lot of of drawings, a lot of things to kind of help Okay, this will help trigger my mind, you know, trigger me on, on certain things. Getting early initial reviews from your friends and your family on, hey, what is this, you know, what does this story need, that kind of thing uh, also helps because um, you know, my wife, who is a is a is a accomplished author herself, she'll say, Hey, you know, you know, I like this part, I don't like this part, you know, add this, add this piece here and there. And I might agree, I might I might disagree. But it's great to bounce those ideas off, you know, uh, definitely for new authors, I would say, you know, go to those writing groups. I participated in that a lot. Uh, I'd go to uh, a writer's group. I knew my stuff was raw. You know, I knew they were going to beat it up as far as uh, editing was concerned. But I also learned a lot. I learned what they liked, what they didn't like. And then I was able to, you know, take that feedback and, you know, make the changes that I felt were worthwhile. And that's, that's another thing, you know, I would definitely say for any new author or you know uh, or that, that want to do this is that you have got to know what it is that you want to write because you're going to get all kinds of opinions you know good and bad yeah um, you've got to take that with a grain of salt and then figure out what what you think is the right way to adjust it because if you go off of everybody's ideas you know you'll never finish. Yeah, benefits. you
0: you can ask a hundred people what they think and get a hundred different answers. Absolutely. So when when it comes to kinda of like the final edit, the last little bit, when you think it's all finished and you hand it over to an editor who goes through it, I mean how much red pen is there really when you get that thing back?
1: Well, it could be a lot. And and it all depends on it all depends on how you did the final edit. For me, like I said, I said thank God for Grammarly and and, and uh is because I punched that into that tool and boy, you want to talk about saved me some money? It, it really did because, yeah. you know, for the initial investment, you know, I would find I'd have all kinds of errors that I just didn't see. You know, I, it, as a writer, you're too close to it. And, you know I would look at my writing I'm thinking oh it's great you know and I, and I run it through the, the I run it through there and they're like there's 200 errors in there like oh my god you know how does that happen you know and then you and then you look at them and you're like yeah these are these are errors you know and then you and then for, so what I did is I as I used that first and then got it off to my um, now I use I use two types of editor a content editor to give you you know and for a content editor i would i would tell anybody you know you've got to find somebody that's an expertise in your genre do not just pick any content editor because they're looking at you know how the story flows you know does it make sense what pieces you need to add those kinds of things you know general overall uh your story arc is good or bad and you surely don't want that from someone who doesn't understand your genre so you've got to be very specific into that, and you and and I would also recommend that you spend a little extra money on this particular editor because this is where they're going to, you know, tell you do they like the story or not. And if you get someone who has experience in getting a lot of books published, then then you know the chances are for your books to get published or to, for you to um, to sell those books. In my opinion, is higher than to get someone who's oh I just. You know i love this genre but they don't have a they don't have a pedigree they don't have a background in it for the for the actual line by line editor you know that is my final last thing that i'm gonna do and uh you know you will get a lot of red back uh i know i have a lot of a lot of issues with uh for myself with uh, when when it comes to quotes, when to use quotations, when to not, so you'll get a lot of that. You'll get a you know you yeah, you'll get a history uh, a, a a education in English all over again, and uh, you know you get a lot of red back, and and uh, that can be disheartening to people. But I mean, I think if you're doing the line by line edit and the content edit at different times, it's less disheartening. If you do the content edit and the line-by-line edit at the same time, oh, my God, it just, you know, that could could really kill the spirit of an author (laughs) because it's just so much read, and there's so much they want you to redo that, uh, you know, it could, could really be disheartening.
0: So what does it feel like when you get that book in your hand or you see that final published book on your Kindle or something and you think to yourself, you know, nobody might have bought it yet. You might not have sold a single copy, but it's it's there. You've got it in your hand. How does that feel?
1: To me, that's the, the the greatest experience that you can have. You know, whether the book sells or not, you know, there's a lot of. I mean, you know, there's a lot of books that go number one. You know, you know that um, you know it doesn't matter how it's written or whatever. You know, I can I can go back to you know Jay Wow and Snooky wrote a book and you know it was a top seller. So. I think for that kind of situation, you know, it's all about the marketing, it's all about, you know, you know, how you're marketing yourself and, and how, how the book marketing, you know, is it, you know, is it right for the for the fan base that you're going after, the reader base that you're going after, all those different things, you know, I, I'm not a, I'm not a marketer, you know, I, I, I do my best, but I'm a, I'm a content creator. I like to create things. And so if you're an artist and you like to create things, to get that final product, there's nothing better than it. I don't care if anybody's read it. I, to me, that is the ultimate goal to say, look, I finished this I can I can hang this up. I can put this on my wall. You know, I can I can canvas a to say, look, this is done, and this is my artwork. I think I think that a lot of artists uh, would feel that way if they if they really you know love and respect their craft. Because, in the, at the end of the day, you know, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. You know, you don't you can't control whether somebody likes it or they don't like it. But you know, you had the guts and you had the the drive and the and the, and the devotion to finish it. And, and there's no better feeling to me than that. So tell me a little bit about Seven Sparkle and f- fill me in. It's a book about uh, a parallel universe. So just think if, if, if man and the physical realm and the spiritual realm was to come together and man and angels and demons and, and all the different spirits and the different influences from that can all converge together and work together for either good or bad. Uh, that's really what the seventh spark is all about. Um, it's an apocalyptic, uh, post-apocalyptic thriller uh, with a little bit of horror in it. But uh, it's basically about if the if de- demons and angels were to actually reside on Earth and actually their responsibility was to protect the realms of man. And there's uh, a lot of different events. Uh, man has free will, and so there's a lot of different events or things that impact. Um, those spirits based on the decisions mankind makes. So they can't, they can't go and alter things too much, but they can basically basically just make their influence. So that's really what uh, the, 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 the book series is all about. It's going to be told from five different perspectives. Uh, basically, the realms of men are um, reaching a, a level, a, a critical level of, of evil that uh, could uh, bring about their destruction. And it's up to the, the angels to try to stop that and of course it's up to the demons to try to, 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 to make that happen. But at the end of the day, it's man that actually controls everything. And they're they're the ones who actually have more impact on the on the spiritual world than, than the um, the entities do on the on the physical side
0: where can we find it when are they out is, is anything out now
1: so um right now you can go to my website www.jblion.com to get information on that it will not be out until september 2020 I would have loved to got it getting it out before the you know when this whole covid thing hit but you know i'm not going to rush the creative process um, sure. because i want to make sure it's right There'll be two versions um, that will be uh, released. It'll be book one and book two, and then there'll be a visual visual novel version for both uh, for both books.
0: And can we pre-order it all? Well?
1: Yes, you can pre-order right now. Uh, uh, just going to the site um, and uh, just hit the store, and you can uh, you can go ahead and, and do a, a pre-order for the uh, for book one. Uh, book two, I'm hoping to get that out about August for pre-orders. But for right now, you can go ahead and pre-order book one.
0: Fantastic. It's been fascinating talking to you, JB. It really has. Thanks for spending some time. I really appreciate it.
1: No problem. Thank you for having me on and, I, and I, uh, you know, thank, uh, for asking some great questions. And, um, you know, uh, hopefully I can uh, be on again uh, another time.
0: Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd love it if you could share it on social media. It really helps support the podcast and helps all the episodes get found a little bit easier. If you really enjoyed the episode, you can buy me a coffee. On the website. It's lockdownland.com. That's lockdownland.com. Thanks for listening. Right. Hello.